silence is all about, it's Jesus. What did he cry from the cross? My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He was all alone as he died for your sin and my sin. And aren't you glad he did? Amen? But you know, something else doesn't cancel Christmas. Not just silence, but uncertainty doesn't cancel Christmas. Look at verse 34, if you will. Mary said to the angel, how can this be since I do not know a man? Now, folks, I don't want to give you a science lesson in this worship service, but you, you, you all know how babies get here, amen? I, I remind my children of, of that often because we recognize uh, the, the, the intimacy between a man and a woman and what God does. But here's what Mary's saying. That's, I've never done that. How can this be? The un uncertainty does not cancel Christmas. Because if uncertainty was real, would not Mary have a firsthand uh, picture of not knowing what God was up to? She says, how can this be? How am I going to explain this? And here's the good news about uncertainty. God can handle the tough questions. Do you believe that? The Holy Spirit can handle the tough questions because when you look at this passage and, he, and she says in verse 34, how can this be since I do not know a man? The Bible immediately says, and the angel answered and said to her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the highest will overshadow you. Therefore, uh, also that the Holy One who is to be born will be called the Son of God. There's plenty of uncertainty in people's lives today. But it doesn't cancel the fact that Jesus came and he came on a rescue mission for you. To seek and to save that which is lost. How can this be? Mary had so many questions. As a matter of fact, uh, her questions may have something to do uh, what will people think? Or better yet, what will Joseph think? What will he think? He'll think I've been unfaithful and, and I'm not been, my, my commitment to him wasn't true. Folks, listen to me. There was plenty of uncertainty in Mary's life. Uh, recently, the International Mission Board. What's that, Greg? That's, that's the uh, foreign mission arm of Southern Baptist. There are about 3,600 international missionaries right now serving full-time. This, uh, in the past few weeks, 79 more missionaries were commissioned to take the gospel to the nations. I praise the Lord that if, if he allows it to happen, that the last Sunday in January, I believe it's the 31st, that Paul Chitwood, the president, the number one guy of the IMB, uh, will be here to preach in January if the Lord lets that happen. Let me tell you something. God doesn't call everybody to move overseas, to pack up your family, to learn as much as you can about another language and another culture, and then go. God doesn't call everybody to do that. God doesn't call everybody into the uncertainty of that kind of commitment. But what God does do is He calls us to go across the street or to our next-door neighbor or to our family members that may not know Christ as Lord and Savior. 
And you'll say, well, Greg, I can't do that because of so much uncertainty. You know what the driving force of uncertainty is? Fear. Fear. And, and you might have this kind of fear. I, what if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to? Folks, that's going to happen in life. Don't freak out. Don't quit. Don't turn around and run away. If, you, if somebody asks you a question you don't, you don't really know the answer to, just ask them, tell them the truth. That you'll, you'll try to dig into it and, and, and get back with them. I thought of that when I became a pastor, young and not knowing anything, and, and now here I am old and not knowing anything. What if somebody asked me a question I don't know in the Bible? There have been plenty of times I've been asked questions I don't know the answer to. But the Word of God has the answer for uncertainty. And here we are, you know, a lot of questions now. Uh, we're going to turn the page from Thanksgiving to Christmas and say, are we going to be able to do this Christmas? Are we going to be able to do that or this or what or whatever? There's, there's so much uncertainty. But silence doesn't cancel Christmas. The unknown uncertainty doesn't cancel Christmas. The what-ifs of uncertainty, you know what those are, right? You're always thinking about what could happen. What if what will people think? What will Joseph think? Didn't cancel Christmas. Here's, here's another. Look at verse 37. The Bible says, For with God nothing will be impossible. Uh, what's Scripture referring to? The fact that Elizabeth was now having a baby. And she's six months along, and, and guess what? Your cousin is Jesus. With God nothing is impossible. Here's another thing that will not cancel Christmas, the impossible. Not just uncertainty, but the impossible. The story of Christmas is about what God does and man couldn't do. Now, we've talked about the holidays being a little bit different. Um, I, I want to paint a picture for you that I hope you can see in your mind. Okay, I want to take you to Dayton, Ohio, and I want to take you to Harrison Township, which is just south of Stop 8 Road. If you're familiar with that part of Dayton, Miller Lane, where all the restaurants are, there wasn't one restaurant there when I grew up. Okay, I, I lived real close to that. On Canary Court, I was raised, one sister, in a little a, uh, three-bedroom three ranch with one bathroom, and it was the holidays that I want you to picture in your mind. It was Thanksgiving because we had relatives coming from Tennessee. My dad's brother Herman and Lottie and their four kids, which would be our first cousins. And oh, how I look forward to the cousins coming to our house on Thanksgiving. Because remember, most of the time, vehicles only went south. Nobody ever came north. And boy, when those folks from down home were coming to our house, I was so thrilled. And here's what I would do. In that living room, there was a chair in the corner, and I could look out the picture window and see up the street. And Dad said they were supposed to be here sometime around 1. So uh, Alice, around 12, I began to sit in that chair. And I would just look up the street, and those cars would come, and, I, and we lived on a dead end. That's not them. That's not them. But then finally, as I'm looking, there come that olive green Chevrolet with a black vinyl top, and it was our kinfolks from Tennessee. Man, were we happy to see them. Now keep in mind, for the younger folks here, there were no cell phones back then. So they couldn't call you and say, hey, we're in 
we're in Hamilton or we're in Cincinnati and we'll be there in about an hour. It was all a shot in the dark. But here's the picture I want you to see. The anticipation of their arrival. The anticipation of their arrival. You'll say, Greg, that's impossible to determine when somebody's going to get someplace when you don't have any com uh, means of communication. Well, let me tell you something. 700 years before Jesus came, Isaiah said he's coming. And in the midst of all of that silence, after, after, after Malachi and, and that gap between the New Testament, the time period, uh, wondering where God, what's God going to do, when's he going to come through with his promise, in the silence, in the uncertainty, in the impossibility, Jesus came. The impossible doesn't cancel Christmas. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 32, verse 17, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heavens and the earth by your great power and by your outstretched arm. Listen at this. Nothing is too hard for you. Do you believe that? Mark 10, verse 27. With men it's impossible, but not with God. For with God all things are impossible. You might be living uh, right now with a situation you're going through, and, and you're saying it, it's hopeless, there is nothing, there is no way this is ever going to get better. Let me tell you, you might have to live with some consequences, but God can make any life better. God can heal. What's the song that's sung, heal the wound but leave the scar? And what's a scar do? It reminds you of something. It, doesn't, it may not still hurt, but it's a reminder of what's taking place. The Bible says in Romans chapter 4, and being fully convinced that what he has promised, he will be able to perform. Philippians 1, 6, being confident of this very thing, that he who has began a good work in you is faithful to complete it. That's the God we're talking about, the God who can do the impossible, the God who can come into this world born of a virgin, the God who willingly lays down his life on the cross so that you and I can have hope and be forgiven. I'm grateful of that. But there's something else that takes place in this passage. Verse 37, For with God nothing will be impossible. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. You ready? Number four, procrastination will not cancel Christmas. Procrastination will not cancel Christmas. Now, I believe we all procrastinate from time to time about certain things. This uh, Friday, yesterday, or this past Friday, I got the wreaths out of the shed and I just hung them up on the house where they go. But I didn't plug any light in. I didn't get any cord out. I didn't do any. I just hung them up. Boy, that was painless. That was easy. And Renee said, what are you going to do? Wait till it snows Tuesday or Wednesday and then try to get it done? See, we procrastinate about certain things, but Christmas demands a response. Jesus demands a response. When you look at this passage, Mary responds immediately. Was she confused? She had to be. Was she scared? She had to be. But she was trusting the promises of God. Verse 38, when she said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord... Let it be to me according to your word. And then the Bible says angel departed from her. 
the maidservant of the Lord. New King James, uh, that's a pretty good translation. The message says it this way, I am the Lord's maid, I'm ready to serve. I'm ready to serve. Folks, when it comes to your acceptance of the Lord Jesus Christ and your relationship with Him as Lord and Savior, my prayer is that that would be your testimony, that, Lord, I'm ready. You see, sometimes we put that off. We put our relationship with Christ off. What, what do you mean? We'll, 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 we'll get right with God another day. Uh, we'll, get, we'll get faithful when we get the kids raised. Uh, we'll get faithful when uh, we've got a little extra money. Uh, we'll get faithful when we get things settled, when I get that project settled, when that season ends uh, with the kids, uh, then we'll slide back in. Folks, there are some things you cannot put off and put off and put off, and one of them is your relationship with Christ. And the devil will do everything he can to persuade you to wait a little longer. And I believe maybe some of the argument that maybe rolled through Mary's head that first Christmas, what will people think? What will those closest to me think? And my prayer is, like Mary, we would be ready to serve. We would be ready to surrender. We would be ready to sacrifice for the cause of Christ. How do we do that? We're going to love God, love people, and serve people. We're going to look for ways and look for needs and try to meet them and help people see Jesus Christ. You see, this morning's silence and uncertainty and impossibility and even procrastination will not cancel Christmas. Just as Terry lit the hope candle today, Jesus is our hope. Amen, church? He's the reason that we have hope. He's the reason that we celebrate anything, and, and I praise the Lord for it. Renee talked, uh, Renee talked me in to going shopping Friday morning. I'm not talking Friday morning. I'm talking alarm set 5 a.m. Friday morning. I thought we were way beyond that. I thought the kids were 35 years old. I thought we were way beyond that. She goes, no, I really need you to go with me. Now, that word need is up for interpretation. Because when I got to Menards, thinking it opened at 6, the parking lot was full and it must have opened earlier than 6. So immediately, my defensive, like, like I'm thinking this, you're kidding me, you're kidding me. And Renee looked at me and said this, don't do it. She knew exactly what I was thinking. Don't do it. And what, what, don't do what? I go, don't do what? And she's saying, don't get sarcastic. Just push the cart and follow me. Don't say a word. And, and when we got there, I, I discovered something that people weren't buying home remodeling stuff Friday morning at 6 a.m. They were buying knickknacks and tins of popcorn and, and things that would be nice gifts for other people for Christmas. Listen to me. Uncertainty and people drifting around. At one point, I thought, why am I here? What am I doing here? There are people in your circles that are wondering why God even created us. 
There are people in your lives wondering why we are here, and God's given you the answer to show them that in the midst of all of this craziness, Christmas is not canceled 2020. Jesus came, He loves you, He loves me, and you can't cancel Him because He's the reason for it. And number five, you can't cancel God's redemptive plan. Jesus has already gone to Calvary, amen? They took him off the cross, they buried him and said, it's over. We'll seal the grave. No one's coming in and no one's getting out. But up from the grave he arose and because he lives, that's the message of Christmas. There's hope. There's hope. One person wrote it this way. He was cradled in a manger, saddled to a strange land. Stranger he was to his kinfolks. Strangers he brought to his kingdom. In humility and deity to save humanity, his throne he descended to bear the thorns and the cross for you and me. A servant of all he became, prodigals and paupers he made, princes and, peace, and priests. I can never stop wondering how he turns wonderers into wonders and makes apostates apostles. He's still in the trade of making something beautiful of any life, a vessel of honor out of dirty clay, Please don't keep on being estranged. Come to the potter, your maker. Come to the potter, your maker. And that's the baby born of a virgin. God in the flesh. Jesus coming for us. In the greatest search and rescue mission of the world. And the goodness is... Culture can't cancel Christmas because you can't cancel Christ. And we're going to celebrate, amen? And we're going to praise him for who he is. And the best way to do that is by making sure that he lives in your heart. You're not going to heaven because you're here on a, uh, a pandemic Sunday when few are. You're not going to heaven because you're part of a, a denomination or a preacher or a leader. You only go to heaven by way of Jesus Christ and the cross. And my prayer is that all of you sitting here today could say, I know him. If I were asked the question, Brother Greg, uh, why are you in heaven? My only answer would be because Jesus died for my sins. Any of you ever watched uh, the movie White Christmas? Anybody watched it this year already? We did. Well, there's a scene on that movie where Bing Crosby and Danny Kaye, Danny Kaye gives their two train tickets to these two girls they meet. Are you with me? And when they get on the train, the only one that knows they don't have the tickets is Danny Kaye. And Bing Crosby keeps saying, go ahead, get, get the tickets out, get the tickets out. And he's looking. No, go ahead. He goes, I, th I gave them to you. He goes, no, you didn't give them to me. You see, there are a lot of people like that one day thinking they're going to get to heaven and they're going to start searching for everything in the world to give God the right answer. But if you don't have Jesus, it's too late. I used to like this bluegrass song, Glenn, called uh, I'm Just a Hobo on a Freight Train to Heaven. And I listen to the words, and it continues on, I'm just a hobo on a freight train to heaven. And I ain't got a ticket, I'm just stealing a ride. Oh, I'm welcome aboard the, uh, the train of the Lord, and I'll sure be glad I arrived. Hold it, hold it, hold it. That's horrible theology. You better have a ticket. Amen? 
and you're not still in the ride. You're right. You're, you're coming to the throne of God boldly because Jesus died on the cross for your sin. And because of that, Christmas is not canceled. Okay, I want to make an announcement this morning to everybody watching, to the thousands and thousands that are watching online. Maybe in another country, Christmas is not canceled because you cannot cancel Christ. And my prayer is that you know him and you know him and we celebrate Jesus this year. Amen? Praise God for that. Let's all stand. I want you to bow your heads if you're here today. And you know, I mentioned some needs in the life of the church. Continue to pray for Roy Hager, uh, Jane's husband, as, as he battles this COVID thing and gets over it. And, and just, they represent a lot of folks in our church. Maybe you're here today, and as you bow your heads, Christian, I want you to do this. I want you to thank the Lord for saving your soul. Thank Him for it. And if you're here today and you've never given your life to Christ, oh man, come on. Don't let the uncertainty and the fear, just give it all to the Lord. He'll take it. He'll take it. Mary could have easily said, I'm out. There ain't no way. But God knew her heart. And he knows yours. And if you're here and you've never given your heart to Jesus Christ, today's your day. In the quietness of your heart, invite him in. Dear God, thank you for loving me. Lord, I give you my heart. Would you come into my heart right now and forgive me of my sin? I place my faith in you. That you died and was buried and that you rose again and because you live Lord Jesus I ask you to come into my heart and save me right now we give an invitation not to embarrass but to just give you an opportunity to respond so we're going to sing this beautiful hymn of invitation come into my heart Lord if you prayed that prayer this morning and you meant it God bless you I'm going to step down to the floor. If there's any decision that needs to be shared this morning, you come. You come. But let's sing and let's praise the Lord for His good. Sing it out. Come into Sing it out. Go ahead and be seated just for a second, if you will. I want to share uh, 
few things with you. Dan and Lori, why don't you come and stand with me, if you will. Through this uh, time, we have had uh, First Connection continuing on. Uh, this is a four-week re required class for folks that are praying about decision and, and joining us. And is it my understanding that that's your desire? Yes, it is. Amen. And this is Dan and Lori Page. Um, Dan is a works with a Eaton School Transportation, and what a blessing it has been to to just get to know them. And uh, we we really have a kindred spirit because Lori works for the Montgomery County Fairground Board. And Renee and I, when we got married, had zero vacation and got married on Labor Day weekend and went to the Montgomery County Fair. So, Lori, thank you for that. Uh, but anyway, this is just, uh, they finished First Connection. This just simply says, this acknowledges that you two have faithfully completed it. New members, new uh, believers, new members training. And uh, we, we want to say welcome as it's their desire to unite with the church by statement of their faith both have given their life to christ have followed in believers baptism so we welcome you god bless you god bless you Amen. in the early service today we also welcomed uh corey and mildred farnsworth uh, who've been coming to the church since uh, we came back from that uh, first time out uh, so they've been coming since may they've got some kids involved in youth and uh so you'll get to know them. I, uh, we've mentioned that maybe maybe we can put pictures, since we're doing two services, maybe we can put pictures of things that happen in other services so you can identify people, uh, and it'll help you a little bit, okay? Does that sound all right? Amen. Anybody have anything to say? We, we, had, we had probably similar to this, uh, this, this size crowd uh, in the first service, and uh, so thank you for being faithful, okay? There, uh, what we're going to do for the month of December, based on the, the way it seems to have been going, uh, we will have a 10.30 a.m. service on Wednesdays for anybody that that might uh, entail, okay? So that's a Bible study, and uh, I'll be here to lead that, so that'll be on Wednesdays. Uh, 